Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With karate, I'll kick your ass from here to right over there. Oh, yeah, motherfucker, gonna kick your fucking dairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You broke the rules. Now I'm pulling out your pubic hair. You motherfucker. You motherfucker. Oh, yeah, my babies, my babies. It is Mikey Likes You, the greatest health, fitness, wellness, um, habit forming. Dog grooming, skincare podcast in the world. Mm. Before we get cracking, I want to talk to you about my friends. Everybody knows that Bet Online is the only place to go when it comes to all your sports fun. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. You heard me correctly. Head to the website, betonline.ag, and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. I want to talk to you about something else, something else really important, and that is your sexual health. It's really important. Not only... Does it help you enjoy sex, which is super important, but it's a great way to gauge uh, kind of where you're at in your overall health. And no matter what you're doing, sometimes you're going to come up with some problems. And that's why Blue Chew is around. Blue Chew, what is it? It's, uh, well, it's sponsoring this episode. And it's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost, okay? Fully online prescription service, no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part? All done online. So, if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and all the important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use the promo code Mikey at checkout. Just pay five bucks in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Mikey to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. All right, let's get it cracking. Um... First and foremost, let me say thank you to all my patrons on Patreon. Just look for Mike Catherwood. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you didn't deserve that. Um, everyone has been contributing, uh, first off, their money. That's kind of the basis of Patreon. Um, and I just, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you. Um, but on top of that, uh, I've, I've gotten so much incredible, useful feedback. Um, from patrons, stuff that I just wouldn't get from anyone else. Um, even though I have a, a rather robust um, kind of online in, in engagement um, via DMs, be it uh, um, be it uh. Instagram or Twitter at Mikey likes you one the number one and at Mike Catherwood on both uh, outlets but um, it's 
it's really amazing to have this portal through Patreon, Patreon, um, where I get this kind of just direct impact with not only just people, uh, which which in and of itself is great, but people who I know are interested in what I'm talking about, and um, uh, some of my patrons are just so active and thoughtful that it makes my job so much easier because I just I'm not really stuck thinking to myself oh gosh I'm uh I'm, I'm at a loss of what to talk about um I, I what are what are people thinking what are people wanting to to kind of get in touch with what are people longing for when it comes to health and fitness and wellness and all this stuff but, but, but I get direct feedback you know um so many of my uh, patrons are just like really, really thoughtful and, and motivated people. And in turn, it makes me want to do this more. And it makes me much happier to do this. And it also, I think, makes me do this better because I, I kind of know, you know, what I'm, what I'm going to get into. Uh, and I just want to give a couple shout outs to people. Um, Chris Backley, um, a patron at the Ride or Die, he's, uh, he's been just kicking ass sending me videos of insane uh training and and he's super motivated asks a lot of really good questions jose jose escobar this man listen to me this man wants to be a a, a police officer a gosh darn hero and uh he's a young man and in the time that he's been working with me he's down 20 pounds and he's he's you know, running his intervals, he's doing his PT. Harry, don't even think about it. Don't you, don't you bark. We got into this, okay? I'm doing a podcast. Uh, he's doing his intervals, and he's down 20 pounds in, in you know, five about four or five weeks. Uh, Lauren Taylor, whooping on that ass. That's a mom, a working mom with a full-time job, and she's still figuring out a way to go. She's dropping the weight. The strength is going up. William, Ryan Twait, uh, yeah, William Eck, Trace Klein, all you guys and my, my my homie Professor Radar just joined up, and so I I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because it like I said, obviously the bare bottom the bottom line is is you're you're giving me money so awesome thank you, but beyond that it, it you're making me do my job better and you make me want to do my job better so thank you guys and gals. All right, uh, so speaking of my patrons. And everything going on there. I had, I did have two guests scheduled for this week that had to reschedule. Um, not a big deal. Uh, both of them were very, um, very cordial and very nice about it. Um, and, and shit happens, especially during the pandemic. You know, the people's schedules are wildly erratic. Um, I posted that up on my Patreon, and I asked, well, what should I talk about now that I have to put together podcasts? Um, without guests. I got a lot of good answers. Uh, Lauren Taylor Hill, um, who I already gave a shout out to, she um, wanted to talk about emotional eating. Super, super good topic. Um, the problem was, is that <sighs> that's not something that I could really fill an entire podcast with. Um, so what I did was I made the bonus pod available at Patreon um, to exclusive to my patrons uh, about emotional eating, and I think I did a pretty 
decent job. I think I broke down some of the reasons why we have emotional eating, why it is very real, and some of the tactics you can take to combat that. Um, also, on top of that, I got from uh, Ryan Twait the importance of accessory movements. Um, things like uh, lower back, abs, um, upper back posture stuff, um, and then also implementing interval cardio, um, heart rate, BPM, length, duration, intensity, that kind of stuff. So uh, Trace kind of piggybacked off that and said, yeah, I'd love to hear all about that too. So I think that that is actually a great topic for today. And that's what I'm going to get into is that, look, I've made it no secret that when it comes to training, everything should be based around resistance training, preferably heavy weight training in a six to eight rep range, a little higher sometimes for purely lower body exercises like squats and split squats, things like that. Um, but, you know, people want to do more. And I get that. But there's only so much you could focus on. In the, the great book, The One Thing, uh, it's essentially a business and habit-forming book. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. There's, a, there's this line about productivity. And the biggest lie of productivity is that all things are equally important. And that's very true. If you want to run marathons, yes, of course, running, 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 running is important. But for those of you out there who want to look and feel better, you want to look good naked, and you want to decrease negative markers in your health, and you want to increase the positive ones, I think that that's 90-something percent of people who have any interest in fitness and health, what do you want to do? You want to look and you want to feel better. If you want to look and you want to feel better, the, 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 the unbelievable, the overwhelming amount of importance on, fit, on lifting weights and diet is almost immeasurable. Doing your aerobic training, doing your interval training, the anaerobic lactate threshold stuff, it has a role. It is not very important. It is an, a, a non-essential worker. <laughs> okay? I mean, let's take that. Let, let, maybe to make things a little bit more easy to understand, let's use that analogy. During the beginnings of the lockdown, we were, we were given by the state or, or, the, or the feds this idea of essential workers, right? Um, and non-essential workers. Um, okay, so essential would be police, fire, paramedic, any type of medical health, right? That's an essential. Put that as weightlifting. Um, grocery stores would be diet. Everything else is cardio, yoga, uh, sauna, all that other shit that you talk about, think about, waste time and effort on. It's, it's the other stuff. It, does that mean that restaurants and, uh, and, 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 and retail outlets are not important? Of course they're, of course they're, they're, they're important and they matter. 
but when shit hits the fan, they're not essential. Okay? If you are looking in the mirror and you're not happy with what you see, or you go to the doctor and he or she says, you're fucked, weight training, resistance training, and your food, that's non-negotiable. And people have a really hard time getting that through their head because people would rather get sweaty. I have some speculation as to why that is. For one, it's more, it's more immediately rewarding. You go for a run or you run up some hills or you, you get on the exercise bike or whatever the fuck. You get an immediate endorphin jolt and you get sweaty and you feel tired. So you say, I am doing something to change myself. When you go and you do some deadlifts, oftentimes, sometimes, you know, especially if you're, you're just getting started in weight training, you do some deadlifts, your squats or, you know, overhead press, you kind of come away from it. You're like, yeah, well, you know, my muscles are sore, but, you know, a little tired, but I, I don't feel like I'm doing very much. You don't get this real sense of accomplishment and you don't get that immediate jolt, okay, that you're... You're burning lots of calories and you're getting thinner and looking better. But that's just the way it is. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know how else to put it. I wish I could get more flowery with my language. To, 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 and that's why things like your workout log and your, your tracking of your food are so important. You can't just have this vague idea of I'm going to lift weights. You can't have this vague idea of I'm going to eat better. So many people are like, well, Mike, I, uh, I need some help because I already eat clean. What is, what the fuck does that mean? What the fuck does I eat clean mean? How many calories do you burn in a day? What's your resting metabolic rate? What's your activity? How many calories are you taking in? How much protein is in that amount of calories? Okay. That you have to get a bit disciplined. This is where the idea of discipline comes in. People email me and they say, Mike, how are you so disciplined to be able to continuously do that? I go, well, discipline will fail you. Discipline is a lie. And, you know, some of my uh, military or, or professional athlete um Friends and, and listeners kind of are going like, what'd you say, buddy? <laughs> what'd you say? Discipline is my life. I, no, discipline is real. Discipline is obviously very, very uh, a valuable virtue. What I'm saying is when it comes to life, your life, discipline doesn't factor in. I forgot. It might have been Jim Rohn. But it was a, it was a, it was a kind of like a self-help thinker, philosopher guy, modern one, said that, Look, discipline doesn't make your life. Your habits create your life. Discipline creates habits, and habits create your life. And that's the truth. So you, you have to have the discipline to create the habits, and those habits, when you apply them over and over and over again, they create the life that you want. And that's what I try to impart to people, friends of mine who are new to recovery, that's what many people in recovery have uh, applied to me uh, throughout all stages of my recovery. And, and, and it bleeds over into life because if, if not doing drugs and not drinking was a matter of discipline, there would never be military drug addicts. 
ever. There would never be surgeons and lawyers and people who fucking graduated top of their class in law school and, 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 and professors at, at Ivy League schools and, and, and heads of state that were alcoholics and drug addicts. Do you think Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have fucking discipline? The guy's one of the most disciplined actors in all of Hollywood. He's the, one of the highest paid guys on the planet and he still day in and day out works on his craft because he's super disciplined, but he's a fucking drug addict. It has nothing to do with just like, I'm going to will my way to it. It's about create, making, making a decision, creating habits and those, and applying those habits and day in and day out that that's how the shit that unfolds. So the, that's a long winded way of saying you can't just have this vague idea of I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to eat right. You have to get disciplined about the idea of the habits that come in with that. That means going to the gym three days a week, four days a week, whatever it may be. Having a workout journal, whether it be a, a digital one or a piece of paper and a pen. I still use a piece of paper and a pencil to this day. There's something very visceral about it. I enjoy it. I write down the exact amount of reps I did, the exact amount of weight I used, exactly how hard it was and and i take little notes it's like ah, i was tired today for some reason uh 325 did not feel very good even though i did 345 last week there must be something up but you know next time i know when i go back to hit the deadlift or whatever exercise i know i'm going to it's going to be better than that and if it isn't there's something up that's the, where the discipline comes in the discipline has nothing to do with me making it to the gym and lifting heavy weights and and the discipline was setting up the habits to continue continually do it and do it the same thing it's not willpower and discipline that gets me to eat buffalo and spinach it's the habits that i set up by you know when i know i have a busy day i barbecue it the night before and i put it in tupperware and i set it aside and i track it in my little my fitness pal and those it's all the day in and day out these miniature little teeny itty bitty habits that i apply Okay, so now that we've got that, I, I just want to, so I'm going to get into cardio, mobility, things like that, accessory work. But I just want to hammer home that this, this terrible disease that we all have as Americans or, or you know, Westerners, I should say, because I know a lot of the Brits and, and Canadians and things, they have the same thing. It's that we want things now. And we're all really ambitious and, and, and hardworking, and I get that. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying that there's, some, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But you, you just understand that this is not – these get-ripped-quick get programs and stuff, they're not real. They take your money. Then they take your uh, ambition, and you're, you get discouraged because this is a, a collection of day-in and day-out habits that – accrued over time and I understand the idea of wanting to get sweaty and do lots of cardio because you want to lose weight faster I am simply telling you that that is not the long-term route to success that honestly and this is science here if you were to just stay in a caloric deficit and lift weights only do no cardio the results will come there you have hit all the essential bases. That's all you need. How much cardio is necessary to look good and, and, to, and to be healthier and to look better? Zero. Does that mean you should do none? No. I'm just saying. How much is necessary, and I will repeat this, and I don't care what anyone else thinks, because hit me with a fact then. Hit me with some scientific proof that this is true. How much cardio 
is necessary or mandatory to get in better health by objective markers of health, blood sugar, cholesterol, blood pressure, uh, any type of all forms mortality, to get in better shape and to look better, to have higher muscle mass and lower body fat, zero cardio is necessary. Can cardio be added in? Can you do cardio and get there? Yes. Can some people in some forms of cardio in some amounts and some lifestyles actually have better results with cardio? Sure. But don't fall prey to this lie that all things are equally important because they're not. If we boil it down and distill it down to the goals that we almost universally share, unless you are a competitive athlete, we almost all share these universal goals, and that is look better naked and feel better and, and be healthier. And I'm telling you that to do that, you have to change your way of eating, and you have to lift weights or, or resistance train in some type of uh, calculable, scalable, progressive way. Okay, so now let's get into the things that you've got. You've got your diet down. You're tracking your calories. You're tracking your protein, and you got your macros set up. You're in a caloric deficit, as far as you know, and you're adhering to it. You're lifting weights three days a week, maybe four days a week, whatever it may be. You're hitting the big compound lifts, and you're and you're you're monitoring your your weights and reps, and your scale, and you're getting stronger. Okay, you got that. Okay, those are the those are the the bare bones. Your skeleton. What do we add in, and how? Well, this largely depends on age, lifestyle, gender, and goal. What I mean by that is if you are, and also training history. Mike Catherwood, 42-year-old male with an extensive training history at 9% body fat and 180-something pounds, I have to weight train six days a week and I have to do cardio six days a week. Okay, that's not everybody. In fact, if other people, if for any four, other 42-year-old guys who had just like a year of training uh, under their belt, that would be really bad, really bad. Their protein synthesis is not as high as mine. Um, their... Their skill level at weight training and resistance training is not as high as mine. Their aerobic threshold is not as high as mine. Um, and, I, and this is not a Pat Mike Cathwood on the back session. What I'm pointing out is, is that a lot of factors go into this. So if you are a woman, and I want you to hear me out, if you are a female, you generally, no, not generally, you do carry more body fat naturally than a man. Super lean women are like a shredded woman is, you know, 15%. A shredded guy is, is 10 and below. Um, the average guy, you know, just a good looking healthy fella would be 15 to 20%. And uh, women is, you know, more in the 25%. That's just, that's biology. Women carry more body fat. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And there's a lot of good reasons for that. It's not a, it's not a negative. Generally speaking, women are smaller than men, okay? Therefore, 
when you're getting down to getting into a caloric deficit, a lot of times women, they're already at fucking 1,300 calories. Okay, so I don't want to see women continually dropping calories much more than that because you're already at solo because you're typically smaller. You typically carry less muscle mass, okay? Um, so the idea of a good bolus of cardio can be much more useful for women than for men oftentimes because now we're getting into a reason why you want to tap into a little bit more calorie expenditure being that we're not going to take away from our caloric input as much big dudes you really dude all you got to do is diet and weight train really there's no excuse not to if you have if you need to do a bunch of cardio to get leaner that's because you're eating way too fucking much A lot of professional bodybuilders and stuff, they do lots of cardio to get ready for a show. I understand that. But that's double, that there's two reasons for that. One, they're so fucking huge that they have to increase their, they have to be eating tons of food just to stay anabolic, just to feed that system, okay? They don't have the ability, you know, I, mean, I don't care how fucking shredded they want to be. They can't cut their calories too much because they're gigantic, massive people who are already super low body fat. So they need to be constantly. So in order to get continue to lose body fat, they have to engage in a lot of cardio. But the average dude, trust me, look at Martin Burkhan. Okay, I, I constantly he's a he's a mentor of mine in the phys, fitness world for a reason because he's fucking huge and jacked and ripped. And he just doesn't do cardio because he's really, really, really careful with his diet and he lifts like an animal. Hitting that deficit will guarantee you that you're going to be losing body fat. That's a part, that's just fucking biology, okay? And making sure that your protein is high and lifting the weights in the proper way is going to make sure that you're anabolic and at least, at the very least, maintaining your muscle mass if you're already kind of jacked and you've been going out or what, if you're a beginner, you can be you can be gaining the the muscle mass in a slow, uh, steady way while decreasing the body fat. If you're if you're an abject beginner, not even an abject beginner. If you're if you're kind of in that, yeah, I've fooled around with weights and I've never really been serious. If you really dedicate yourself to diet and you you get a, a nice calculated deficit and then couple that with really, really well-programmed weight training, you're going to be gaining that muscle mass while you reduce the body fat. And that's what you're going after. Because I will be very clear with you. If you want to just lose weight, go run all you want. Run fucking all the live long day. Do 10K every day and don't eat very much. You'll lose a shit ton of weight. You'll be miserable. Your hormones will be fucked. You'll be in terrible condition when you go to see the doctor. And you will gain that weight back whenever you stop running fucking 10K a day. You're going to look like a shittier, smaller version of yourself. And no one's going to be happy here. So, if you get your ducks in a row, and uh, uh, I'm talking now to everyone, women, men, beginners. If you get your ducks in a row, and what are those ducks? Quack. The quack of diet, the quack of weight training. You get that squared away, and now you have extra time in your life. Big factor. If you are a, 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 a college professor with four kids, 
why do you want to schedule anything else? Why are you looking for more shit to do? But if you're not, if you have time, you can implement cardio. Always start with the aerobic base first. Why? Well, because it definitely has the most overall impact on your health. And it makes you, as Greg Doucette says, a better butter burner. Meaning that aerobic activity at a, at a heart rate very low, um, generally the Maffetone, the Maffetone uh, equation is uh, your age taken away from 180. So 180 minus your age. I, it's a little too vague for me. I always like to say start at, you know, if you're a beginner, start at 110. 110 beats per minute. Or, as I like to say, go as hard as you can while still being able to maintain nasal breathing. If you get to the point where you absolutely have to take a deep mouth inhale, you're going too hard. You're not in an anaerobic capacity. You are, you are now checking into anaerobic. Slow anaerobic and even sometimes slower than your anaerobic threshold. You can start to do that for about an hour and a half to two hours a week, split up into however many doses you have time to do it and however it best fits your, uh, your schedule. Another great thing about this is that at this very low heart rate, a little higher than just walking around the street, but a little lower than, say, what most people get in when they start jogging, and that's why I'm against kind of the idea of running is that at this heart rate, at this level of work, in this zone of work, oftentimes you, you hear it in endurance circles as zone one, zone two. In zone one, zone two, your body biologically is tapping into fat to fuel it. When you start doing heavy, high intervals, when you start going ham, when you go to jujitsu, when you're doing boxing, when you're running sprints, when you're getting into, you're getting into kind of 70%, 75% heart rate and up, of your max heart rate and up. Now you are purely, there's no fat being burned. Maybe later on there's that the post-exercise burn. But during that exercise, your body has to tap into glycogen. Glycogen, aka your carbohydrates or sugars and things like that. It's it's this is biology. Your body has different energy systems. The creatinine or ATP system, which is for one rep max or like an Olympic lift explosion that lasts. Two, two to five seconds. The anaerobic, which is really hard for 10 to a minute, 10 seconds to a minute. And then your aerobic, which is can go on all day. Okay? Your aerobic, which can go on all day, is fueled by fat. This is why endurance athletes, long, long distance endurance athletes, really thrive on things like a ketogenic diet because they're, fuel, they're, they're, they're attuning their body to be a fat-burning machine. And that type of work, it exists in a world where you're burning fat. This is why I recommend lots of steps every day because you're going to get 10,000 steps. Now, a lot of those 10,000 steps are not going to be in a, in a fat burning zone because it's just flat out too slow. I understand that. But some of them are. And the one thing I guarantee is that none of them are going to peak into your anaerobic level. And that's the stuff we got to work at. That's when you get into this, this kind of weird middle ground where your body is going to have to burn muscle cells. It has to tap into muscle cells in order for it to subside. 
You just simply don't have enough glycogen. Okay? This is why I, I, I just hammer it home when people are like, but why? I love going for If you really love it, fine. I, uh, you get the therapeutic idea of it, fine. But if you go super fast, running sprints and things like that, you know, or C2 rower intervals, this kind of prevents you from tapping into muscle cells because of the biological need. Because it's so high in your anaerobic threshold. And if you stay in your aerobic, really low in your aerobics, you, you, are, you are avoiding tapping into muscle cells as a, a, like a pro, a protein degradation. Okay? So super slow and super fast, I'm okay with. It's the middle ground, which is where everyone trains. Everyone who does the, I, well, I've been running 40 miles a week, yeah. Unless you're on the podium at a, at, a, at a big marathon, you're training in this middle ground and you're going to be just destroying muscle cells over and over again. And yes, you may keep your weight down, but you're just going to be a fucking ball of jello your whole life. And that's not what most people want because gaining and maintaining muscle is the absolute foremost thing you need to do. And it's not just for bodybuilders or big hulking monsters, Okay. If you, if you don't have enough sizable muscle mass on you, men, women, young, old, if you don't have that, you have zero ability to maintain low body fat levels. You just simply can't maintain low body fat levels or achieve low body fat levels unless you have muscle, sizable amounts of muscle. This is one of the paramount reasons why when people talk to me and they say I want I don't want to be a big bodybuilder I want to get leaner I was like yeah but you're too fucking you're you're a weakling you can't do it man or woman bite the bullet get in there start lifting heavy iron get some muscle do you have to stuff your face like you're Ronnie Coleman in his prime no you don't have to get bigger and have to become a hulking monster what you do need to do is get stronger and actually achieve some sizable amounts of muscle and if you couple that with the protein, or excuse me, the caloric deficit, that's when you start to get the body that you want. If you look at Kumal Nanjani, his body was fucking goo, okay? He was a ball of just melted cheese, and he is jacked and ripped. He's not a big hulking thing. The guy looks awesome. How did he do that? It certainly wasn't by fucking marathon training. It was by having really, really skilled, really smart people get him under their care with diet. He was eating tons of protein at a caloric deficit, small caloric deficit, and he was pumping crazy iron. Then he started to add in some interval training, and he got there. How did Josh Brolin? Now, Josh Brolin's a little bit different because Josh Brolin was always in kind of good shape. But when it came time for him to be cable, I know this. I know I've got, I have a breakdown, a detailed breakdown of how Josh Brolin went from normal, pretty healthy 45-year-old guy to Cable for the Deadpool movie. I know his trainer, Justin Lovato. Well, we're not boys, but I know him pretty well. I say hi when I, he trains at, at Gold's. And then I also got access to the actual detailed training program that he went through talking to Justin and I was able to get my hand and it is very 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 rigorous 
but it's heavy, heavy, heavy weight training. I mean, serious heavy weight training. He did uh, 30 minutes on an incline treadmill at a very slow pace, but it was at the highest incline, and he walked, and he did it every day, that he, and he weight trained every day, six days a week, actually. He took Sunday off. And he was doing 30 minutes, and it built up to an hour of this incline treadmill walking. And he punctuated it with three to four days. It's the beginning. It was like two days, and it ramped up to four days of incredibly intense interval training. Nowhere in there was a let's go for a long jog or let's get on the exercise bike and get my heart rate to 160 and keep it there for 45 minutes. Let's do my spin class. Okay, that's, there's nowhere in there for because that doesn't provide you any type of metabolic advantage, and it certainly doesn't provide you any anabolic advantage, meaning maintaining or, or holding on to or gaining any muscle mass. In fact, it's going to be catabolic. This is the reason why I say stay away from that middle ground. Now, if you get a boner or a lady boner for running marathons, of course, go do it. I love it. I love the idea of that competition. It makes you feel alive. And you don't give a shit about what Mike Catherwood says about being lean and muscular. Fine. But just know that you're doing that. Don't conflate the two. So you start in. You get your ducks in a row. Crack, crack. You get that diet. You get the weight training in. Maybe that's all you need. Probably is. But if you have extra energy and you have extra time, definitely implement that butter-burning cardio. What do I mean by that? 120 just go go get in there from 100 to 120 beats per minute maintain it for 20 minutes at a time 30 minutes at a time get just start off with an hour and a half every week add that in add that in take two of those call me in the morning now if you're a, a skilled athlete we got a couple other things to talk about, and we'll get into it right after this. Support for this amazing podcast is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source of high-quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. All right? Just Live. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm going to cut right to the chase. There's a lot, a lot of CBD stuff out there. But Just Live is created, developed – by world-class professional athletes. Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, P-Rod. They wanted a better CBD product and they made one and now it can be yours. I love Just Live because I've always had problems sleeping. No matter how hard I try, I just, I'm not a guy who can get to sleep and stay to sleep until I got their sleep-designed Just Live gummy. They also have the energy, the focus, the immunity, the calm, and the vitamin C. They're all amazing. Six different flavors for six different functions. Just Live is an exceptionally high-quality CBD product. I can't recommend it enough. And right now, you can buy one, get one free. All of those new gummies with the code SUPPORT at JustLive.com. That's buy one, get one free at JustLive.com. Use the code SUPPORT. Another great aspect of this kind of butter-burning <laughs> um, fat-burning, low-level low aerobic work uh, is that you can do it fasted. Um, that's the type of stuff that you can do fasted. I really hate when people go in and they go hard in the weight training or with intervals without food in their stomach. You have empty blood. It's not a good idea. That is super catabolic. Now, 
doing a treadmill walk for 30 minutes, 40 minutes at, you know, 15% incline, I always like the incline walk because it's just hard enough that it kind of boosts up that heart rate a little bit, but it's not too hard that's going to take away from your uh, recovery and it's not going to kick you into that anaerobic level where you're starting to, to burn muscle cells. It's just complete fat burning. So you could do it any time of day. You could do it right before bed. Any, I like that aspect of it too. But uh, let's say you're implementing that. Let's say you want to step it up a notch. Now, you've been training a while. You're, you've been dieting. You've got, you're getting to the point where you want to kick it up a notch. What else can you add in cardiovascularly that you can, that will benefit you? Well, this is where you got to really get responsible and discipline. This is where the discipline comes in because it's about self-control. I love training. It was up to me. You say, oh, everything's good for you. I'd fucking train all day and I would break myself. But you can't do that. You, if you, if there's, there is something to be said about self-control. Okay, so what does that mean? Start with two interval sessions a week. Great thing about these, they're very short, but you have, they, they have to be so fucking hard that you're, gonna, you go, you're going to get off the rower or the assault bike or sprinting, whatever it is that you're doing. You have to be ready to fucking fall over when you're done. Or else they're not going to do what you need them to do. Okay? Two a week. One with two minutes on, one minute off. This is going to increase your VO2 max. This is going to give you a higher anaero uh, uh, aerobic threshold. This is a good idea in the long run. Two minutes on, one minute off. I recommend the C2 rower, assault bike, or sprinting or running for, for this because you need to do something that you can get really, really high heart rate level and maintain doing that. It's very hard to do that on a bike. It's very hard to do that. Um, and, it, you know, for a lot of people, it can be very hard to do that if you're running. And I understand that. Skill is, a, is, a, is, a, is an aspect that you need to measure. It can be very hard to do that if you're a big person. You know? So if you're a giant person, then take that in consideration. Look into getting a, a C2, or getting access to a C2 rower or an assault bike. An assault bike is a bike that you ride, but you also move the handles back and forth. These are full body movements that really jack up the heart rate and get you, your metabolic and, and your performance efficiency is, is just so much higher with these type of exercises. Okay, so you go two minutes as hard as you can while being able to maintain it for two minutes. You rest for one minute. You go two minutes on, then you rest for another minute. Do this for five times. Start with five. That's one session. The other would be the Tabatas, the famous Tabatas. 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. Now, with the Tabatas, you're really pushing muscular endurance, and you're also getting the benefit of mitochondrial density. Um, but again, you gotta, these 20, you're only doing training for 20 seconds, and that's, that's eight times in a row. So it's four minutes. Four minutes is not very much training, but it, it's useless if you're doing fucking 80% intensity during those 20 seconds. You're talking about 10, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, eight times over. So that's four minutes. Those 20 seconds have to be fucking horrible. They gotta be shitty. 
you add those in, the one set of Tabatas, and, and then also I, I personally do Tabatas, I do four minutes, so that's eight Tabatas, 2010, 2010, 2010, four minutes. Take a four-minute break and then do another one. Not necessary, but I, that's where I'm at right now. And then you do another, some other day, do a, a two-minute on, one-minute off. That is going to cover almost all your energy systems, and it's going to make you a more efficient machine. But again, these aren't useful if you're not pushing yourself. These are also not really that useful if you're not pushing yourself because you also may dip into that middle ground training zone. There's a, you Go online. There's a million charts about the zones, okay, the heart rate zones. You will see fat-burning heart rate zone pretty low. It's pretty low. Okay? As you get in better shape, your aerobic threshold raises. What is that? It means how high or how high your heart rate can get while you're still maintaining an aerobic capacity. Mine has gone up 30 beats per minute over the last five years, but it took a fucking insane amount of work. I was already in really good shape compared to like the world. And my aerobic threshold was still like 130. Okay. So I was going out and I want, believe me, I wanted to go for a jog. I wanted to get going, but I couldn't. I had to just go take my dogs for like a 40-minute walk because that was the only way I could stay at like 122, 123. But man, it works. Man, it works. So do it. Bite the bullet. It may be boring. Find a great podcast. I don't know. Do some walking meditation, but get out there. I really recommend walking outdoors briskly or get a, a, a treadmill if you have access to one at a gym or if you have one of your own. And put it the incline as high as it possibly can go. Now, that's usually 15% for most treadmills. And then start, start honestly, start with one mile per hour. You will be able to gauge your heart rate with the heart rate gauge on said treadmill, unless it's an old one. But most treadmills have a heart rate monitor, or you can invest in your own, a chest strap heart rate. And uh, believe me, it may sound stupid one mile per hour. At a 15% incline, it, 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 it catches up to you, okay? A stair climber is also another great option for this long, slow, butter-burning cardio. Um, but I, I just, it's really hard to do this on an exercise bike, and it's really hard to do this on ellipticals. And also ellipticals, it's just kind of, it's too easy to kind of let the machine do the work for you. I'm not saying don't, if you, if it, that's all you have, use it. That's fine. Ellipticals can be great too for intervals. Uh, if you don't have access to another piece of machinery, because you can go fucking hard as, a, as you can, you can go to war on an elliptical without much um, chance of hurting yourself. Okay. So if you don't have a C2 rower or an assault bike, uh, elliptical is the next best option because you can go hard as shit. You can't really go very hard as shit on a stair climber without really risking injury by falling off and embarrassing yourself. And most people just don't have the skill in running. Um, that's not a knock. It's just true. Most people don't aren't skilled enough runners to 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 kind of engage in interval training um, with running. So you get on there, you two sessions a week, and don't want it. If look, if you're fucking seventy five pounds overweight. Don't go right into doing the intervals. Don't for, don't skip everything I've talked about when it comes to diet and weight training and then just be like, well, I'm going to do cardio all day and then I'm going to do the intervals. Fucking, I'll, you know, I'll do four times. If two is good, I'll do four. No, stop it. 
everyone has to begin somewhere. Setting up a, a healthy lifestyle is like dominoes. If you go straight to the fifth domino down the way and just jump over setting up the four before it, it does, it's not going to do much. You have to go domino by domino until you get it online. Or else when you hit it over, ain't shit going to happen. You space them out, you know, by six feet. Like they're in, like they got the Rona and you got them six feet apart. Not shit's going to happen when you flick over that first domino. You got to start with domino one and really be able to line them up until you get that nice long line. And then you get the ability to pull your shirt up and look at your six pack and you go, and they all fall over. All right. So there it is. Thanks again to all my sponsors. All my sponsors. I will do another podcast later this week that goes into just uh, accessory work, non-cardio accessory work. Things like lower back training. Things like ab training. Things like uh, upper back postural stuff. um, Mobility. These are things that should be done. These are things that don't take away from your recovery and they don't tap into muscle cells. They're not going to take away from your ability to grow or maintain muscle. These are good. But they are, they take skill and they take, a lot of people just overdo it in a totally useless way with with nonsense volume of a bunch of fucking meaningless yoga style uh, exercises. That's not, it's not what you're going for. All right, so... I love you. Thank you to Bet Online, Blue Chew, Just Live, and in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares. Remember, I do. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.